I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, today I want to talk about a phone call that I got this week on my fraud hotline. This call was from a man who unfortunately fell for the Social Security scam. That's been around quite a while, hasn't it? It's been making the rounds for maybe even years. It has. And the reason I want to talk about this particular case is because the fraudsters have become more sophisticated in their approach. That seems to be a pattern, doesn't it? The fraudster developing better techniques to trick us. So true. And this victim, who I'm going to call Jeff, not his real name, was a pretty savvy guy. He actually came from a country where scams are rampant, so he thought he knew all the angles, but this one had him fooled. So what happened? Well, he got a robocall telling him that there was a problem with his social security number and to press 1 to talk to an operator and get more information. So right there, we know that is not something you ever want to do. But he was alarmed by the initial message and thought it would be a good idea to get more information. So he pressed 1. Uh-oh. I'm guessing that's when the trouble started. Yes, a man identifying himself as an FBI agent and also gave his name and badge number told Jeff that he had been the victim of identity theft. Apparently, someone had stolen his ID and Social Security number and they were setting up fraudulent bank accounts all over the world. So this person on the phone pretending to be an FBI agent said that they were working with local police on this case Now, this was a new twist. They said they were working with local police, and they asked him who the law enforcement agency was in his jurisdiction. Hmm, That is interesting. You'd think that this is something the real FBI would know, but of course, these crooks are good at scaring their victims, so they're not thinking clearly. That's right. So Jeff told the scammer the name of the local sheriff. The agent told Jeff that he'd be getting a call from the sheriff, and of course, the next thing that happened was that he actually got a call from someone claiming to be a sheriff's deputy, again, giving a name and a badge number. And this person told Jeff the call was being recorded, so it sounded very official. And the phony deputy wanted to arrange for a visit to interview Jeff. And they actually set up a time the next day for this meeting. And, of course, the caller ID on the call was the local sheriff department's phone number. Ooh, all of these little details certainly make it seem like the phone call was legitimate. What happened next, Vicki? So the phony sheriff's deputy told him that he needed to act quickly, even before the next day's meeting. And he needed to safeguard his money by taking it out of the bank. Oh, no, let me guess. The deputy told him to put the money on gift cards. That's right, our big red flag. The scammer told him to go to Target and get gift cards for whatever he had in his account, which would then be put into a, quote, safety wallet managed by the FBI. So this is a new term that I haven't heard before, the safety wallet. So Jeff went to Target. He bought three cards because you can only put $500 on each card and he only had $1,500 in his bank account. 
And then he called the scammer back and gave him the code numbers off of each of these three cards. Uh-oh, this allows the scammer to access the money immediately, right? Yes, and then unfortunately the money is gone for good. And the scammer went further just to make this story more believable and told him to right away cancel his social security card. Oh, which also makes the story sound even more real because that's what law enforcement would advise you to do if your social security number was stolen. At what point did Jeff finally realize this was a scam? Well, his wife found out what he was doing and did a Google search, and of course, the social security scam came right up. Also, the scammers asked Jeff about his credit cards, what kind of cards he had and what kind of limits he had on his credit cards, and that started to make Jeff suspicious. Anyway, they didn't get the credit card information from him, and they didn't get any more money out of him, but $1,500 is a lot to lose. And Patty, I thought it was really important to share this story since, as I said in the beginning, it's a new twist on a current scam. And coincidentally, I just got a bulletin from the FBI Washington field office saying that crooks who are running this social security scam and impersonating FBI agents are spoofing the Bureau's phone numbers. So this is what they're doing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And as you've told us before, but it bears repeating, if you are afraid there is a problem with your Social Security card, call the Social Security office and inquire. Absolutely. Well, Vicki, I appreciate so much that we always end the Scam Squad segment with some good news, so I'm ready. Okay, and this is actually really good news. You know those awful robocalls that all of us get over and over and over again, sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, many during the course of a day? Well, and this is news from the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice has filed for temporary restraining orders against five companies who are responsible for carrying hundreds of millions of fraudulent robocalls to American consumers. Now, apparently, these companies were what they call gateway carriers, and they transferred these phone calls from India on the Internet. Rather than using normal phone lines, they used the Internet. And, of course, the calls coming from India were running all kinds of scams, the Social Security scams, the IRS, the immigration calls, tech support, advanced loan fee scams. All of these scams were coming over this line, which was an internet-based call. And these companies knew these scams were happening because of these calls. And so thankfully, our Department of Justice was able to get temporary restraining orders, which of course will become permanent restraining orders, stopping these companies from allowing these calls to come through. So that is a good day. Oh, that's great news. I'm so happy to hear that. I wanted to point something else out that I've recently been getting calls and the caller ID says potential scam. Have you been getting those types of calls? You know, I haven't, but I'm glad to hear that you're getting them because that's I a really am. good sign. Yeah, It is. I don't know what caused it, but I'm happy and I don't answer those calls. So it's a good day for me when that happens as well. Absolutely. Well, thanks, Vicki. I look forward to hearing what you have for us next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.